Hello, and welcome to The Process, a podcast about creative people and their creative process. I'm Kevin Hugworth. I'm John Lee. And unfortunately, we're joined by Lee <laughs> Why? Cox. Right. Why do it I don't that think way? it's unfortunate. Hello. And Ryan Cuttingham. <laughs> yeah. We were just recording the last episode of The so Process. This is, the last episode is now this intro, which is like yeah. three episodes away from right. the last episode. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. John, Should we reveal that? What? Should, all right. Everything's like, I feel melancholy because we just finished recording yeah, the last it, it episode. It just feels like, who cares? I feel it's good. Like, yeah. Catharsis. I feel too hot. It yeah, is too hot. hot in here. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about the episode? Good. Felt good, right? Yeah, yeah we improved did. on our interviewing I, skills. I really feel like you should focus on this intro. Do it on this yeah. I don't think, okay, there's not like a focus to the, have you guys listened to any intros? I told you everyone skips the intros. No, the intros are my favorite part of the episode. (coughs) That's not what I said. I don't think most people. (laughs) That's not what I said. I don't think most people skip the intros. People skip the intros. There's no, there's no focus to it. That doesn't make sense. All right. And they're like, makes perfect sense. They're like six minutes long sometimes. No, usually we just start in, because we started doing intros, uh, mostly so we spaced them out. So we like to record them before the episode comes out. But after we recorded the episode, we just do a little like, John, how are you doing? Right. That's true. How you doing, John? I'm good. I'm I'm sad that Kevin's leaving, and it's a really and and what? Sad, you're, he's sad, sad that John's that John, leaving. That, that and, Lee is leaving. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that, is that where that's supposed to be? <laughs> Did I say yeah. John? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sad John. that Lee is also leaving. Thank you. Yeah, you're closer though. Hmm. So I'm sad that Ryan has a brain tumor. Hey, spoilers. Who's, who said that? Does everything have to be about you? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just kidding. Fight. Ryan, fuck you. Sadness fight. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sad that you have a brain tumor. Isn't it? Cool. I remember <laughs> that makes it all your, better. Your first set about your brain tumor, I had to follow that, and I really did enjoy it because yeah, I went on stage. And I was just like, <laughs> I like it. you did a whole set about your brain tumor, and I went on stage. And I was like, man, I hate getting up early. Like I was, <laughs> <laughs> all of my jokes about like my petty complaining. Or you could get on land. stage and you could just you could just lie and be like, I also have a brain tumor. People have tried that. Nothing yeah. works. Doesn't work. Nothing works. <laughs> Shit. Nothing works. Now I'm just yeah. a hack like the other comic. Yeah. Fuck. Who's yeah. on the show today? Ruben, Ruben, Alex, Gomez. Does Gomez. he want us to use Alex? Nah, oh, I don't know. We should have asked him. I'll text him. Ruben Gomez. So you can you can you can, you can, you can look at the uh, you can look at the title of this episode and based on how that te- based on how that text conversation with he either said he would prefer Ruben Gomez, Ruben Gomez, or he would prefer Ruben, Ruben Alex, Alex Gomez. Gomez. We should have had Lee here the whole time. Oh yeah! Look how much no, he's it's very distracting. It's very distracting. This is why people no, skip I like the intros. It. I like it. This, this is, is why this thing that this never is. happened is why. <laughs> yeah. The sad the sad thing is they're gonna skip it and miss this. No, I think the the I don't think people. I, I, where are you getting the statistic that people are skipping our intros? That's skip just them. a safe yeah. assumption. Yeah. Just because you two skip our at intros the, at the live show, I made a joke about skipping the intros and it killed. What? <laughs> no, because I think really? I, I yeah. think it's funny. I don't remember the that. idea of skipping an intro is funny because they're so good. Why would you ever? <laughs> I think the best banter happens in the intro of the podcast because no, me and John true. have a report that is unparalleled. The John is disagreeing what? with you about John. your report. We, we've, we've texted, we've corresponded about <laughs> yes. this. We've texted. I'm, this is part of it. This is part of the banter. Unbelievable. John has to disagree with me for this to get any good. Yeah. For the one, traction. One critique. Uh, oh, <laughs> another one. If you listen to the last episode of this goddamn podcast, yeah. you'd get a lot of this. Skip yeah. several episodes ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Just the idea that you're gonna you're planning on checking in on each other and how you're doing and recording three at a time. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, but we we gotta we change it up usually. Like if we do a session, start or, lying. Sometimes we do a session where we have to record multiple intros, and then yeah. we'll usually reference that fact, and so then we'll right. go to we'll try and take the conversation at different places. Right. Okay. So it's yeah. not like we yeah we don't yeah. fake it. We're not idiots. We're not fucking stupid, God. which I, is a synonym for idiot. Gotta look that up later. <laughs> do you talk about call back to a, call episode? Call forward. Call forward. Forward. Do you talk, skeptical, so. do you talk about what you like about the episode in the intro? I don't uh, know. Or just like, it was sometimes, fun. It, well, sometimes. It depends. Yeah. I don't know. Seems we don't based wanna, on we don't your memory, which yeah. is often yeah. hazy. Well, no, the, right? the intro is... We don't want to give anything away. The intro is more... I, we had it. We actually got a comment, I think, from a friend of the show, Brandon Gross. I, I think it was his comment. Brandon Gross. Uh, but some, somebody was like, hey, or it might have been Ruben. It, it was something... Not Ruben. this Ruben. Not the Ruben of this episode, but the other Ruben. Different that we had. Ruben. Yeah, okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Uh, but they said that, like, hey, we we don't... Because we used to just go straight in. And it, seems oh, like it, was, we had, uh, it was like 30 seconds. It was Joel Lambright. Oh, is it Joe yeah, Lambright? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was, anyway, Lambs. apparently Joe Lambright, and I, I want to say somebody else said it, but they said that, like, we don't know you guys. Like, we know, we, we get to know the guest over the course of the show. I think we've and, gotten to and, know you. And we We're get good. to know, obviously, like, if you listen to five seasons, you get to know us, but the intro was added so that, like, it's it's a time for me and John to right. bond. It's a time for, like, the audience to be acquainted with us before we right. introduce the guest or whatever. So I, I think it, like, yeah. has a, a relevance to the structure. Yeah, it has value. And well, you, you can skip it and it won't affect the enjoyment of the show. That's true. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's Why do you need the time to bond when you text each other? That was an okay It's an on the air. That's right. That's like a C minus. It's an on the air chance to bond. It was a C minus because he took his, like, he waited for his turn to come. Yeah. I could tell that you were, like, really holding on to it. I should push you guys away from the microphones and just roast my heart out. Right. And we joined. Well, yeah, let's just get to it. All right, so today we, we have uh, Ruben, parentheses, Alex Gomez. Uh, he's a... He's Artistic director. Of the Dead Parrot Society. Society. Uh, so improviser. He's a musician. And uh, just an all-around delight to talk to. Good. Real great dude. time. Better than these fuckheads over here. Hey. Hey. Not me. Just kidding. We had a great time. In three episodes from now, you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. All right. And we join them. In a conversation already, already in, in progress. Uh, really fast before I forget, <laughs> it's written underneath selfie. Uh, I need to dedicate this episode to Ryan Kadahim. Well, why? Uh, friend of the show, just because he wanted me to. I told him okay. I would. Actually. I was really worried. For oh, okay. a second. I, was I was like, what happened, like, to, what Ryan? happened to Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He has, right. a t- he has a tumor. Okay. Well, that's not why you're dedicating it. We're to not going to get into that. All right. <laughs> I'm okay. just dedicating it to Ryan Kadahim because I said I would dedicate it to him. Okay. Well, I don't know. He's great. I mean, he's great, but I feel like that lessens the value of dedications <laughs> to episodes. Not because of Ryan, but like all you have to do is ask. No, and then I you get. I wouldn't an episode. have done it for everybody. I don't okay. think he asked. I just said I would do it. I don't remember how it happened. It happened like an hour ago, but <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So that doesn't even hold a lot of weight. I have you, a you, tummy ache. Okay, why? Um, What'd you eat today? I had rice. Okay, I think Kevin's going off the rails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that shouldn't give you a tummy ache. No, I'm just um, out of it. This is the episode where you become the guest again. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I'm realizing I'm, I'm turning into my mom where I like to know what people ate earlier in the day. Because <laughs> every time I call her, she's like, what'd you have for breakfast? What'd you have for lunch? Was it healthy? Was it substantial? Well, for dinner, yeah. I just, I made rice and I uh, cooked, well, I made. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait I wait, cooked. Before, before we get into this, do you, do you wash your rice? 
All right, John, I didn't, and then I saw you make a post yeah. about it, and now I did you tonight. You don't wash your rice. Do you wash your rice? I, like before I, you I didn't in the past. I used to because you dump it in a bunch of water, so who cares? Yeah. You're supposed to wash it. it oh, my goodness. I started doing it that because I, I think I saw you say it, and I saw yeah. another post about it, and yeah. I was like, all right. Why do you wash it? Because, like, there's, like, just dirt all over it, and then so, like, I won't cook right. Cook evenly. That makes sense. And, like, the, the consistency is different if you don't it, wash it. It did cook very evenly to me. Is there starch in rice? Yes. I don't know what starch is. <laughs> I, just, I know you're supposed to do that with, like if you're making uh, like hash browns, you're supposed yeah. to you know rinse them a bunch of times. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Rice is. I feel like that's a really obvious question. I don't know. The I've been making to. fried rice a lot recently. So yeah, yeah fried I'm rice. Try that you gotta wash. Fried rice yeah. is amazing, yeah. dude. It's it's actually not that hard to make. Yeah. Either. I can't so, believe it. Yeah. The so logic easy. is just like yeah. I'm just I just boil it in water. So that that cleans it. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, I thought that's that logical. To everything. <laughs> yeah, nope. You gotta rinse it out. You gotta like rinse it so like the water runs clear. People are learning so much on this. Yeah. This is a free podcast. Honestly, mm. <laughs> learning so much. Yeah. I cried in the shower today. Oh, why? About I thought it was like two hours ago. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'm leaving. I got a yeah. Paul Barabo song stuck in my head. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the last track off his second album, Grand Ledge, and it's just about leaving. And there, he's got this line. Uh, Everywhere I go, everyone I know comes with wonder how many more could fit inside this crowded, crazy heart. And it's so sad. It's mm. just like he carries all these people with him everywhere he goes because he's like got all these friends and he has to keep going. Can't believe you cried. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you should make a playlist. I should. A sad, I'm leaving. At least you got to go to San yeah. Jose. When I moved, I had to go to New Mexico where I knew nobody. I mean, well, I had my wife, so that that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's true. Yeah, I moved to New Mexico like very For, briefly, very briefly. Um, Why? Because my wife got accepted into grad school down there. Okay. And then yeah, after okay. a semester, she got approved for distance education, so we moved back. Oh. But yeah, it was garbage. I know how you feel. Moving, leaving things behind is terrible. It is. Yeah, it is. When's the last time you had to move, Ruben? Um, like a year, a little over a year ago. I've been in my place that I'm in now for like just over. Did a Did you year. cry? Like a crybaby? No, I was <laughs> like I was, a loser. Uh, I was pretty happy. Every place I've moved into has been a better place. Oh, nice. So, nope, I'm not sad. <laughs> no, just me. I'm just very happy. Me. I just have a great life. <laughs> Nothing has ever gone so wrong many, for me. So many emotions. So, what do you want to talk about? Oh yeah, no. anyway, we didn't give you. So we'll cut this yeah. part out. But yeah. we, did we have we gone over the? You've listened before. You've but listened yeah. to it. I mean, well, you just over, you just do a bunch of structure. stuff. Like I don't know where we want to start. Like you want to just oh, yeah, start well, with improv? Do you want to start with music? What else do you do? Is that your, those those are your two main things. Yeah, those are two main things. Um, you're, you're not doing stand up, are you? No, I keep I keep wanting to go back, but I just don't want to put the time into writing. Yeah, right. it's hard. I would rather yeah. put the time into like music. Right. Like every time when I sit down to do something, I'm like, oh, I'd rather spend this hour right. yeah. mixing something. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, I just got a job at Western as the underground coffee house coordinator. So, like, oh, cool. Cool. nice. So that's pretty sweet. Actually. Nice. Yeah. Book yeah, me. You, you should be pretty familiar. I'll come back to Bellingham, but only if you <laughs> book, book me for the Underground Coffee House. Okay. I don't need to headline. I don't need to do no. anything special. I just want it. Book me. Weird. <laughs> book me. Yeah, you can book either one of us. Wait. I just remember what my question was going to be. You're the artistic director now. Are you? For, oh, no, you're for not. For the Parrot Society. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Are you feeling nervous? 
Um, uh, you have the weight of every other artistic director on your shoulder. You're like, well, yeah. you're like the avatar. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. So all your past lives. We've had, we've had other ADs for, on the show. For better and for worse. Can yeah. you get into the artistic director state? Is that like, and like access yeah. all your pro- former, yeah. like, you know? I guess I'm, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Because yeah. <laughs> um, Emma, Emma Campbell was the previous yes. AD. Yeah. Does, is, is, is there like a pressure to be like, oh, I want to keep things the exact same way that she was doing them? Or is it like, well, I'm a new, like, there's a new AD, so I got to shake things up. Uh, I feel a little bit of both. Like, I, I think this last year has been very much like a building year um, for, the, that for the club. I, I just feel like we lost a lot of attendance. Okay. And just like didn't have as strong of a community as like we, the officers and like right. performance team wanted there to right. be. So the, I think last year it was like just trying to get more people and like making like a healthy and fun right. environment. And my goals going forward are making just like the club as a whole, like right. much more community oriented. Right. And I think in the past it's felt very like hierarchical, I guess, or however you want right. to call it. It was just like more competitive and just like less healthy. Right. Um, I mean, what do you so think? Those are kind le- of my thoughts. What do you think led to a plummet? I just used the word plummet. It didn't have to. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's no, a plummet. No, no, but no. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, like the term plummet, I guess. But what do you think led to like an, an uh, to a decline in attendance? Was it just a? I'll just say kids it, these days aren't into, <laughs> into improv. Or? I think it's people in positions of power making poor choices. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. And, or organization wise, yeah. Just okay. Like socially, gotcha. Yeah, so it just wasn't okay. It wasn't the healthiest of environments. It wasn't just yeah. like uh, you know freshmen coming in. They're more into. Whatever it is, sketch writing or whatever. It's like everyone, everyone still, everyone still, everyone still is attending Tuesdays, and they and they want to be on parrots, and that's like yeah, the and driving it, force. Yeah, and my my thoughts on that, especially like you know, going. I feel like I've gone through the entire thing of right. like not being on the performance team for so long, and then right. doing it, and like feeling it from every angle, and mm-hmm. and so my thoughts moving forward are like, you know, I was thinking like, why did I want to be on the on the team so much or like why was that a pursuit for me right and for me it was like obviously i got to a point where i I wanted more performance opportunities and i just wanted to do more improv with the same group of people right Mm -hmm. um and so my thoughts moving forward with the club is i want to try to create accessibility for that for everyone as much as possible right cool cool and so going forward i just have a lot of ideas and plans to do um just like create more shows and publicize shows and just kind of let people do what they want, mm-hmm. you right. know, and just like have all these performance opportunities that are kind of like half organized by us, half organized by like the greater right. community and just like collaborating more on things, right. and just making it more abundant for everyone. Yeah. Right? Um, Not just like the two choices of like you attend the rehearsal or you're a parent. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and moving forward, um, like this is something that Nico suggested that I really like, who's like another member of the team mm-hmm. right now, of like kind of changing some things and just be celebrating that. I think anyone that comes to the club, like we're all parrots and like mm-hmm. we're all in this together right, and just right. making it much more of a community oriented thing. Even though, you know, I think the the performance team and officers do hold both more responsibility for running this like you know, club that's been around forever that takes right. a lot to run <clears throat> right. along with like, I think has more privileges and like consequences that come along right. with that. Mm-hmm. Right. But still, I, I think it shouldn't be only for the performance team. You right. Know? I think it should be 
It's for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I remember being a freshman, sophomore, like, just wanting to be on the parents, like, an, an unhealthy amount, right? Yeah. And I remember something, anytime someone got called up, it was never announced. It was just sort of, right. like, mm-hmm. kind of, it was secret, <laughs> and they would just, like, appear in a show one day or something like that. Yeah. Or, they would carry themselves diff- slightly. Right, exactly. Yeah. And they, like, sit somewhere different <laughs> yeah. in the room. And I remember, like, someone telling me, like, oh, we never announced who's called up because it's just going to promote... Like competitiveness, but yeah. it, that choice, like it did exactly the opposite. Like yeah. it just just breeded yeah. like a ton of gossip and it was totally. Just like, yeah, I think I, it's like someone got like they asked were, were asked to stay behind and then they went and got Russian dumplings afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah, think yeah. maybe it was yeah. a call up. Like yeah. they have like these like definitely, and, and, and you just like fabricate these things. Like they they have these secret parties for them and they yeah yeah, and yeah. They have yeah. lots of cake and it's from a yeah. secret bakery. No, I remember like, I had yeah. this thought like what if they hide in the bushes and they jump out and they yeah. say surprise you. Dead parrot. It so, never happened right. for me, John. So, yeah, every time you walk around a bush, you're like, oh, maybe there's the, the someone from the team is in there. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it definitely creates this inherent like status or like power dynamic thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Although I think there is something really exciting about that yeah, too. It's yeah, like yeah. you have to keep it healthy. Though, right. You know, totally. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, and there's like yeah. a version of that at the upfront too, where it's like, um, and uh, you know, there's pluses and minuses to the way they do it, but it, mm-hmm. you know, the whole like satellite process, uh, and you're on satellite, I guess is right. like worth mentioning, but right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you're like, you audition for the satellite team and you're on the satellite team and they like, ha- they are a performance group, but they're like, you know, you grab people from that team to bring them onto main stage. I don't know. There, there is something yeah, about that it, that's exciting. I think yeah. of like you ha- that you're like looking at these like main stage performers and you like have this goal to become one or whatever. And like same with totally. like parrots. You know? Well, that, that's something I like about the upfront yeah. because I I didn't I wasn't told a lot when I auditioned and got on like, yeah. until I was on for a while. Right. And I didn't realize it's just like just by being. Like, it's such a privilege even just yeah. to be on satellite oh, because totally. there's so much accessibility mm-hmm. to be in, like, any show. Right. Yeah. Which is, and that is which, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like that model. And I'm taking, not necessarily from the upfront, but, like, mm-hmm. a kind of similar model where it's, like, if anyone has an idea or if you even just want to hop on a show. Right. Like, we will have multiple performances rather than just, like, a showcase. Right. 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 You exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're one shot. Everyone yeah. was like, this is the, the parent auditions yeah. Yeah. at the end yeah. of the year. It's just, yeah. like, so much it's pressure. Like, it's oh, that like, sucks, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, my goal showcase is always just like just have as it's, much fun as possible. Right, yeah. Just like trying to hot. fill the crowd. Yeah. 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 Uh, can you tell us about like just your experience, your first two years of college improv and like what you told yourself to be better and like the maybe the toxicity of like the competitiveness and things like that? Yeah. I mean, I think that was interesting. My path because I, you know, I had no idea what improv was before I came to Western. Mm-hmm. It was like the summer start orientation shows that they do right. that introduced me to the art form in general. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Even though like I'd seen Who's Line before, but I thought it was like a game show or something. Right. And I didn't understand right. what it was at all. <laughs> kind of is. So when I saw <laughs> yeah, that, that I don't know. Yeah, it blew my mind. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I want to try that, you know. And, right. and then when I got into it, I just got really into it for myself, uh-huh. I think, to begin with. Um, and just got engrossed with... Just everything about it. Um, do you remember, like, first hearing about, like, how you get on the team and um, really wanting to be on the team? Or was it just a, a sort of a, yeah, I mean, I'm just I, going to go? Yeah, I mostly went for myself. So, like, uh-huh. that wasn't a big issue with me. I just loved to do it. I think, like I said, um, the incentive was that I felt like I was getting to a kind of a plateau. Uh-huh. Or, like, to a point where I thought at the time to progress further I needed to be with like either a better group or just like a more consistent group right. and I figured like that would make sense but um yeah like I felt like I was ready before I was called up so like 
it, it got to a point where I got frustrated with it and exactly right. from the dynamic of it. And I actually right. quit and I didn't show oh, up yeah. for like, I officially decided like, okay, I'm, I need to balance my time better. And it's like, right. if, if I can't get to this next step that I'm convinced will progress me, right. I'm just going to cut my losses and focus yeah, on gotcha. music and stuff. And okay. I, I didn't show up for like three weeks. Right. And then they called me up and then I was <laughs> <laughs> where'd you go that's so funny yeah yeah it's yeah. so like I was in such, like, oh no we lost him I was in such a dilemma yeah and then okay so you you made yeah. the, you made the conscious decision because because you didn't get called up you were just like yeah I was just like right. I just felt like it wasn't worth my time mm-hmm. right you that's know? so weird that they yeah. called you up like right after that yeah. like they just like yeah. it's, it's just a complete coincidence I, or did, I guess, did they okay yeah. no I think they just had time scheduling it I think they actually decided way sooner Oh, but just gotcha. couldn't get everyone together, which that is a real right. issue. <laughs> like yeah. trying to get just logistically yeah, getting yeah. everybody well, to especially um, the bake the cake and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, jump out of the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about uh, music. So, how do you? I mean, you're currently in a band, the Don Bombs. Yes. And then, uh, how did you just get your start doing music in general? Yeah, I mean, looking way back, I think I've always been musical as a kid, or I loved listening to music a lot, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have many outlets until elementary school it came to the time where it's like oh you choose band (coughs) orchestra or choir and i was a kid and i was like i really wanted to play percussion Mm -hmm. like in the um band Mm -hmm. but like all the kids wanted to do that and i was like a little hipster like (laughs) shit boy (laughs) so so i was like okay well i guess the next coolest thing after after percussion is guitar and oh, I guess violin is kind of like guitar, so I'll go play violin right. in the orchestra. Violin is not like guitar, right. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. at all. That's so. like school of rock logic. <laughs> like so, so I've been playing violin for like probably ten years now. Never ended up really playing guitar much, uh-huh. but and then from there, I just had a really good mentor in high school, like my orchestra director, and she's an alumni of Western. Oh, cool! And so that was really my only exposure to higher ed, and like. We never, we were a very poor program and like Mm. I never took trips. I never visited colleges or anything. Right. Except for the only trip I took like through a high school music program is we did an orchestra tour my senior year and we played in Seattle like at EMP and then we played at Western at their orchestra festival. Mm -hmm. And then once I saw Bellingham and saw Western, I was just like, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to come here (laughs) and and do it. Yeah. Uh, So So. tell us about uh, the Don Bomb's origin story. Oh, that's a good one. Um. So the Don Bombs are primarily made up of uh, Ben Waite and I, and he's like uh-huh. kind of main singer songwriter. And we've shuffled through a lot of like supporting members, but like mm-hmm. it, it's been kind of inconsistent. So it's yeah. like really the two of us. Um, so we met in music school, like music theory freshman year. Okay. And we were in oral skills class together where that class, you have to be able to read music and like sing it and like say rhythms and stuff like mm-hmm. on the spot. And he came from a really strong choir background, so he has this incredible voice and incredible ear that he's been working on his whole life, mm-hmm. but he was completely illiterate in terms of music reading, Right. Okay. while I was the complete opposite. Like, right. I had grown up, like, we had to sight read, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, right. I'd play, been playing in orchestras for years, you uh-huh. know, but I ne- had never sang because I never went to church or was never right. in choir or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I couldn't even match pitch. Like, it was terrible. Right. And so we <laughs> studied together, and then after we started studying together, I think... You know, he started teaching himself guitar when he got to college and he started like writing songs and he was like, hey, you want to check out these songs? And then 
And then I'm, I just am a very supportive person in general, uh-huh. like especially musically. So I just started writing bass lines for it and, nice. and like yeah. giving him suggestions on like how it should be formatted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really like, it's been the same ever since day yeah, one. Yeah, and we right. just kept writing more and more songs and we jammed with our first drummer, Will, and like wrote our first song and most popular song in like five hours. Oh, cool. Like that day. We yeah, wrote, that's we awesome. This is all your freshman year? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the, we got with, it was probably at the end of freshman year, like in the spring that Ben and I started working on stuff together. Uh-huh. And then we met Will that like July. Mm-hmm. And then we just started jamming. And then in two days, we'd already written almost two songs. Right. And it was fun, you know. Right. And, and we were like, you know, before we knew it, you know, five hours had passed by two days in a row. It felt right. like nothing. And then, yeah. and then we all looked at each other and it was like, are we a band? Like, right. I guess. Or are we in <laughs> you love? Know? Yeah. yeah. Let's define yeah. the relationship right now. <laughs> and that's interesting because it was like, Ben was like, okay, well, for a band, you know, we need a name. Right. And that's its own whole story. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he was like, but now we need to book a gig. Right. And he's like, and I don't know how we're going to do that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. put your name out there? Even no. as a town as small as Bellingham, it's oh, like, yeah. there are other freshman boys putting together their band and like exactly. coming up with names. It's yeah. like, how are you like, of course you want to say like, Oh, just write good songs and that'll speak yeah. for itself. But like, there's like a marketing aspect. Oh, that comes it's all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it, well, and the way we did it, it was like, he had just moved into uh, 800 North Garden, like, out of a Craigslist uh, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't know any of his roommates. And there was one who happened to grow up, like, producing records and was oh, just wow. really into music. But he was just, like, kind of a washed up, left the business. He, yeah. Yeah. he was a really good kind of guy. Right. And um, so we decided, we we're like, well, we don't know anyone in town and we have no credibility and, like, mm-hmm. no recorded music. <laughs> right. it, just like you were saying. So Ben was like, well, why don't we just throw our own show? So... So we threw a house show for free, and I believe that the first show we ever played, Is that the one it I was, played at? yeah, you opened <laughs> for you it. Let's we'll just yeah, get some shitty bands. Who has got Sober Sombrero? I think he goes. No, yeah. that was, oh, we don't talk yeah. about those days. No, I was I was broke by at the time. Broke, yeah. broke by it. Right. Yeah. The, the teachers, yeah. and I think mostly ghostly. Is that the other band? Yeah, that sounds right. Like King Giz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. That no, that, well, we'll that was, a, that was, shady a, it was so funny because uh, it was like, I've, I've never played another show like that. It was like a huge house party. Wasn't that right. insane? There were so many people. And right. like, I'm I'm opening, I'm on acoustic guitar. <laughs> it's like yeah. solo. Well, I, and yeah. most of the time, like, my, they're still kind of like rock and roll-y, like yeah. punk, whatever. Right. I, but I remember I had this like one just like sad, slow, <laughs> right. quiet song. And it was like the first time I'd ever played it. And it's just like this room of drunk college. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And they were so supportive, too. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. screaming. I mean, how do you get people to song. come? Just yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, like make a Facebook page? And yeah. just like, hey, there'll call be alcohol there. Call it a party, yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. no, yeah, we were just right. like, this is a free show. I think we were selling beer at the time. Okay. <laughs> we got merch in the back. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we did that for... And then that's really what kick-started, like, the Mind Palace as, like, a DIY music venue. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Um. And then, yeah, we just kept doing it. And then over time, it got more organized. I think how it became more of a venue and we started, like, making money and, like, doing cover charges and stuff happened because one night there was, like, 80 people out on the street Uh and the house was full and the police came. Oh, no. And and they, like, it was the the only time the police have ever been there. Right. And they knocked on the door and uh, Zach Lohman, the guy who I was talking about, who's, like, leaseholder at the time mm-hmm. he was like naked in the shower and he like answers the door in a robe right like, yeah. oh, shit. And, then, uh, and then the cop's like oh just put some clothes on right yeah. and, then, and then he comes back and then the police officer is like 
So when I walked up to the door, I had no idea that like what was going on in here, right. like the music and stuff. So like right. in terms of your soundproofing and stuff, that's great. Right. But yeah, what yeah. we can't have is all these people like out, out on the, the street, street because yeah. that's unsafe. And then right. the cop was like, what I would recommend is charge a cover. Even right. if, if it's a dollar, it'll weed out all like right. drunk the people, people who, are, like, yeah, who don't like, want to see the show. I, and, yeah. and, and then he was like, so give that a try right. and like be safe. That's so weird. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's such a weird thing for a cop to say. It's like, it hey, really you want to make some money? Yeah. Like, oh, it's a good idea, officer. And Hank, to- whatever yeah. his name is. That totally changed everything. I, I never paid for utilities the whole time I lived there. Nice. Because that's because awesome. The shows that's awesome. For it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, that was interesting. What is it like? You said that like you like weed through like other members of the band, but it's just mainly been it's Ben. Yeah. You and Ben. Mm-hmm. What is that weird? I mean, or is it just, is it like a natural thing that most bands go through? No, you know, we didn't realize like there's this kind of stereotype that like drummers are hard to deal with. <laughs> is that a stereotype? It is. It is. Kind of? For me, it's just yeah. hard to find drummers. I think they're so hard. Oh, to yeah. fucking aloof. No, no, I think it's it's like the the singer songwriter is like really full of themselves. Right. The, the drummer is like either really like spastic or like a total flake. Right. And the bass is just like an idiot. Right. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that like, checks out. Like, yeah. Those are the that checks that out. Sense. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. No, no, but no, it's just, just like. <laughs> No, it's just like with our first uh, drummer, we weren't on the same page just with like showing up to things on time and like scheduling. And that's what's tough is because Ben and I are like going at it really hard and like it is our primary career goal. Right, right, right. Make a living doing music. Right. Anything music related, but this is like a big lead because it's it's going well. And um, it was just the same thing. We just um, stopped working with uh, Eric, um, who is our second drummer, just because he's busy. Yeah, totally. And we're just trying to find like, a more permanent replacement, yeah. which is tough, you know, right? Because we're gonna probably end up moving to a bigger city, yeah, soon, anyways, and right. I, it'll probably just end up being him and I, yeah, totally. So, where are you guys? You guys are moving. Everyone's moving. I know. Where yeah. are you moving? Uh, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm here for a, another year or two, and then I'm looking at like Seattle or Portland. Um, I've seen. I've been to Minneapolis a couple times, and it's actually they. It's a very Great Don't you city. just like want to yeah. be the best band in Bellingham forever? Like no, you go dude. to another city and now now you're just another nobody. Your credit Take it from me. I made it to the top of this city. I made it to the tippy top. You can't get any higher than the upfront theater in yeah. downtown Bellingham, exactly. Washington. It's so easy the to climb the, the ladder. The cream here. of the crop. The crop. creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. Creme de la cloops. There's nowhere else to go, John. Right? Yeah. You have just to go to the, the, You gotta go to the city. The That's big city. That's why it's scary to go to another city because your, your your credits don't roll over. Like you're just you go you to a big city. In, you love that because it's, it's perfect. It's the perfect it's because analogy you're working for it. What? Oh, I was thinking of like college credits. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I I want to go to city after city and burn every bridge. Yeah, burn every bridge. <laughs> I don't do it. Yeah, like get to the top and then like tell everyone how much they fucking hate them and then go to the next city. Yeah. It's like start a, over. It's like you want. It's like what? Like oblivion? Like how you? Yeah. You like debts in every yeah every town. I don't get it. Yeah, you wouldn't get it, John. You don't get. What are you guys Shit. talking about? John's yeah. keeping the microphone. Yeah, we <laughs> have the microphone. For his friend who has a YouTube channel, he said, John, you could be on the YouTube channel. Also, do you want to ruin the future of your best friend, Kevin Hoogerworth? Yeah. It's like, do you have any microphones that you own and paid with your money? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> that doesn't sound true. Yes, I do. I charge it to sense. my credit card. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
doesn't make Flashback any sense. Flashback to three years ago, Kevin's like, oh, just buy the two microphones. You know how much I'll definitely <laughs> I have pay, pay you back I for them. I paid $50 a month for Adobe Creative Cloud so that we can make this podcast. I'm, I'm the one that pays for SoundCloud. Yeah. But yeah. that's 15 what? I pay fifty dollars a, a month. month. Oh, really? But uh, that's for all this software. I'm it's not gonna. Like, I'm not yeah, gonna put that a on lot you. Of programs, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mostly just use this program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I use the other ones occasionally. Sorry, that was a whole right. tangent. That was a whole tangent. I mean, I'm sure. Torben. I'm sure. I'm emotional. And your fellow improvisers and musicians, you don't you don't just argue like a like an old married couple like we do. I mean, uh, do you? <laughs> I'll, I'll not respond to that one. Oh. Drama. I mean, drama. Yes. No. no, what is well, yeah. that's, no, that, well, that's something worth getting into. I mean, not like we don't have specifically to, not the, not we encourage you to name names. But like what what is it like, you know, like um I guess the inner workings of like the dead parrots or or just like working with Any people and team. like organizing like the club and and you know, you've mentioned like having officers and stuff. Like what's yeah. the, what is that dynamic like of like just trying to get that stuff? No, oh, overall, um No, honestly I've had a pretty good experience. Um yeah. Aside from when I first got on, I feel like there were some people that weren't super committed or were just kind mm-hmm. of fuck boys. Right. But um <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no, in the last like two years, um I think everyone has it's been really nice. Like like we've had a really cohesive team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just like keeping everyone motivated and making sure like we could actually I think the hardest thing is over committing, like mm-hmm. everyone over committing and saying they right. can do myself included. Like, right. Right. that's you so can true. Do more. You have right. to set realistic right. goals because it, you don't, you know, when you're in the thick of it, especially when you do like our Squawktober and stuff, it, right. it's just so easy to get burnt out right. with all the shows and rehearsals. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. just oh, it's yeah. a lot of planning. It yeah. is easy to overcommit, mm-hmm. especially like in the summer, like you guys are all hanging out. And we're like, this fall is going to be amazing. <laughs> and as, as soon as school starts, just like I'm going to bleed dead parents. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, I have to attend yeah, classes like, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. No, I think I've planned pretty strategically, though, for this year. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, the hardest part, like would be we talked to Emma about this a little bit would be like rallying the troops after a bad show oh, just like just like yeah. approaching them and just being like ah that was bad like I just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't know what to say that's that's something that's been tough that I think has improved over time too but it's like it's so easy to get down on yourself and this is mm-hmm. something I really find like with the satellite ensemble right now too yeah, it's yeah. like it's like if thing if it wasn't good, it was terrible, and it's that's just right. not true. You that's know? not true. Yeah, like you just have to. I think that's just a part of. I think it's just an experience thing. Yeah, right. you just have to. You do it more and more, and you just realize like, yeah, you right. Have to keep a positive outlook and, yeah. and well, like, yeah. just accept yeah, yeah. whatever happens and grow from it. Well, right? and improv is so hard because yeah. it because it's like I don't know like a like. Because there's no script, so you're making it up. So it's like, you know, other things, like maybe you have a bad performance, but you're like, okay, like we have all the pieces here. We just like didn't have a killer performance tonight. But like like improv, you can just, everything can be bad. Like the the (laughs) dialogue can be bad. The staging can be bad because you have no idea what you're doing. I mean, it was, it's just funny because like uh, yesterday before the show I did with Trevor, mm-hmm. I did a bift, which is outdoor oh, yeah. mic'd mm-hmm. short form improv yeah. in front of a crowd that may or may not no. want yeah. to see you. And there's <laughs> right. kids running around screaming. There's a train that passes by. <laughs> yes. It's like daylight. It's just it's garbage. The worst. Yeah. Not, not like, where improvisers should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the second half of the show turned out to go pretty well. But like, this is the only bift I'm doing this year. And like the first step was just, it was so bad. Yeah. It was like, but the thing just, is like, 
like, does like, the audience, do they even ugh. care that it's bad? Because I feel like no. some people, they just, like, they're eating their sandwiches and they're like, yeah. Well, there, there was, like, like this one care. couple that was, like, sitting in the back and we, like, asked them to come. Like, we asked everyone to come to the front right. and, like, move in. And they did. Right. And they kept, like, they had to give us, like, every suggestion because we were asking oh for suggestions gosh. and no that one was giving so us anything. Painful. Just this couple that was yeah. really into it. Well, yeah. and they, well, they also weren't laughing. Like, it seems like <laughs> like they, they had planned this activity to do, but, like, they were just kind of like, Let's support these nervous people. Well, and I, I bring it up because, like, I remember, you know, we have the half or whatever where we, we eat and we have, like, a drink and right. then we have to go back and do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all knew it was, like, <laughs> bad. Like, not that even the improv was bad. It's just, like, the setting's bad. And right. that, like, and it's just, like, and and so, yeah, it's about, like, keeping this attitude of, like, totally. you know, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. The second half will be as bad if right. we That's are true. upset. So, like, we just have to, like, laugh it off and just be like, yeah, totally. like, I mean, right. we're here together. We're, yeah, like, yeah what, let's have some fun, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. Something, uh, this is something I've thought about and learned about a lot, especially in music school. I, I'm curious to know if they talk about this issue, like, in, in the th- in theater yeah. and stuff. But, um, yeah, just, like, the attitude to have and just thinking about the audience. And it's, like, whether it's for yourself or for the audience or right, like that right, whole right. thing. Right. But I, I always think with audiences, it's, like, the things that were bad, usually, unless it was really, really bad, like, like the worst <laughs> thing that can possibly happen is that no one will remember it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like that. And yeah. that, that's something like, uh, my, that's so true. <laughs> my orchestra director talked about, like when she chooses rep or when we're pre- preparing for a concert, maybe like the thing that we're the, the worst at, you put in the middle because in a show, usually the audience always like your first impression is really important and your ending note right, is always right, really right. important. And usually all the stuff in the middle, you kind of forget mm-hmm. like, whether it was good or not. So, I don't know. Like, those yeah. are things I always just, like, think about in my mind. Right. I'm just totally, like, yeah. oh, I didn't feel super great with that with my own goals, but, like, the audience will probably never think about that again. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's definitely true for stand-up. When, like, a stand-up show was, like, under-attended, as it often is, like, yeah. you just see comedian after comedian get up there, and they're like, how's everyone doing? Uh, not a lot of people here. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, the other day I was at the store. I'm like, why did you, like... Just like shit on the show, like right, right out of the gate, yeah. or you'll see, you see, like, or at the end of front show, you'll go and it's under attended, and you can see the the improvisers come out. They're like, yeah, like, yeah. And then you just you can just tell by their energy. They're like, I don't yeah. want to be here. Yeah. Like, they can just, you're setting yeah. yourself up for failure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the audience can sense that, like, on a subconscious level. It's falling by your It's difficult for me to reach without breaking your space. See how my lines cause a wrist to glide by. An awkward attempt to apologize. Sensation, conversational you. Struck me with vices I like to mine too. Tropical recreational kept me wide awake Now there's a line she wants to erase An offer of options negotiate Temptation, I want it all of you Some so 
things might not be so bad Mostly don't want to write love And I'm so tired of being sad Familiar with those tongues I'm dying to learn a new one Tonight class will come second to desperate Grip the one word that I know of Cliffs of tall, my dear Broken, that's prerequisite to see the end And we're back. Act two. I've got nothing else to say. Podcast <laughs> over. Podcast over. <laughs> okay, well, I just want to put on the record that John Lee said he would buy, he would give me a free <laughs> now we can we can, we can right, edit this however about, we no, want no 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 let's talk about pop sockets all right <laughs> yeah. so Ruben has a Galaxy Note eight and he doesn't have a pop socket that's crazy I to don't me. care about I don't know anything why that matters because it's like a giant it's like a bigger phone than mine and he doesn't have a pop, right, socket. pop socket your pinky strain must be like no 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 it's good insane pop sockets right? pop sockets for yeah. holding that, the phone like, you hold the phone like this right. Like you, like you hold it yeah. like so like if you're holding it with one hand and like you yeah, want to navigate I something, do. you exactly. put your pinky over here. I go so, like this, right? What? I mean, maybe your hands are just huge. Yeah. <laughs> right? okay. Maybe I got, See, I got say, baby little wimpy the, hands. The pop socket, like <laughs> it, it's it's helpful. By the way, a pop socket is a thing that you stick on the back of your phone. It's a big ass sticker, but it's a handle, and it also props your phone up. And I would say that it's like the secondary effect of it makes it easier to hold your phone. Right. Like that's good, but right. that's like secondary to me. It's like it's yeah. amazing for yeah. just the kickstand. Well, then the it kick turns stand. your phone into a fidget spinner too, which is oh, also that's amazing. Actually, yeah. that maybe yeah. that's that's, argue, the, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Is that it turns your phone into? Is, a fidget I just spinner. do this all yeah. day. I just yeah. pop and pop it around. Have you seen the episode of Shark Tank where the no. pop socket originated? Oh, what? it was a Shark Tank episode. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I believed so. you. No, I believed you hundred percent. It was Lions Den. <laughs> it was what? It was Lions Den. What's, What's that? that? It's like the British Shark Tank. Oh, uh, is this a bit still? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Damn, it. Damn it! I believe you again. <laughs> Absolutely. God. We're so I had no reason to disbelieve you. Yeah. If it, I mean that's the thing about if I if I you know if I like you and you tell me something I will believe it. Yeah. I will and believe we both it. like I'm you. I'm glad I could completely yeah. take advantage of uh, yeah. both of your. If trust. I dislike someone and they say something with enough confidence, I will believe them. Right. And I will cite it <laughs> in my next uh, research paper. Yeah. <laughs> confidence is key. I remember mm. I forget what we were talking about, but Lee Cox was just like, "You can do anything with confidence," and I was like, "Said the tall white man." <laughs> 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 I feel like it's only true to a certain extent. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you can get away with a lot more if you're yeah. tall white man. Yeah, but I just, I feel like everything I say is wrong because it is, because that's probably that's true. true for everybody. But then you, if you know deceive if yourself. True. You can't be wrong with you language. Did, if you just, all right. Dash um, Kevin Hugo. Right. <laughs> I have to feign confidence or I would never say anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> everything I say <laughs> is because I tricked myself into thinking that I was confident for yeah. that day and for that moment. Yeah. But I'm not. I, I, had this, I think everything I say is wrong. I had this bit I used to do <laughs> when I was in college. And it was like, oh, if you if you want to like talk to girls, you just got to be confident. And if you want to be confident, you just have to be attractive. <laughs> and those are the only things you got to do to talk to a girl. It's easy. That's a good point. Yeah. That's true. Right? Yeah. That's right? pretty true. Yeah. Just those two things. Once you do those two things, you're solid. So. And got always got some big laughs at the underground coffee house. <laughs> Don't like, book yeah. him. Do not book him. <laughs> He's yeah. a microphone stealing son of a gun. People are like, yeah, I relate to that bit. I'm in college and I can't talk to girls either. Oh, we should. I, I want to book John Lee's stand up um, with the improvisational music of Kevin. I can't improvise music. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, you so cut I'm, a ta- Kevin I'm part, not a talented so musician. Just, just me. I right. consider myself a talented songwriter. And that's as far as my talent extends. Musicianship, who needs it? I never heard of it. I don't care. Why can't you be like the the piano guy for the for the improvised musicals? Because I, I, oh, I yeah. just don't put yeah. enough time no, into dude, playing ridiculous. music. Yeah, Those, yeah, yeah. just learn that. <laughs> I mean, I... Learn I, all I, the theory and skill. Just do it. Gosh. I feel like I've gotten good at playing fast, intricate rhythms... Uh, and singing while playing them, and that yeah. is impressive to people. Just do that. But it's not that hard. You just yeah. repeat his jokes. Like, yeah. In your singing voice. Oh. While playing really yeah. fast, intricate rhythms. All right. I'm down. People don't even I wouldn't even call them intricate. Yeah. The people would like like it ironically. They're like, oh, this is bad, <laughs> but like I'm into it. No, that's how yeah. people Everybody, that's how people every- react to my music <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't like I can't I can't do that with like an improvised <laughs> stand-up thing. That's too like this is bad, but I'm into it. <laughs> Brokebot's brand. That really is. Uh-huh. That's a broke body. That's it's not all, true. I don't, I, don't have any, I don't have any recorded music. I got no. nothing. I, I got don't nothing. Think your stuff is bad. I just, I just like it. I genuinely like it. Thank you, John. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, it's like a niche. I, I, th- I don't think it's got mass appeal, but I'm proud well, of it. I wouldn't say it's niche, but I wouldn't say it's mass appeal either. Yeah. I mean, it's acoustic <laughs> punk, so it's, it's like just... how <laughs> you're alienating <laughs> punk and you're alienating <laughs> music yeah. fans. Yes. <laughs> it's basically the, the tofu of music genres. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Right. Yeah, but yeah. not like good fried teriyaki tofu. What? Just like, just like, no, I don't want gross just, tofu. I don't want gross, tofu. soft, like unfried tofu. No, it's not unfried, but it's like it's replacing something else that should be mean. <laughs> that's true. It's yeah. baked. I had a band for a hot second. We never played a show, and it was my. F- it, I was unorganized and I was inconsistent, and it fell apart. Was this recently, or was this like? In- this was like a year ago, but I had like. I th- thought you were telling me about it. Yeah, well, we were slowly getting stuff built together. I mean, and like, I really enjoyed playing with them, but there was like a point where there was also like a miscommunication. I had sent them a couple tracks so that they could like practice things, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really have anything recorded or anything together. Um, but I sent it to them finally, and then one the bassist basically said like. Yeah, like he never sent us those tracks, and like you know we've canceled rec- practice, and I'm like, no, I did, I did send those tracks like weeks yeah. ago. And, okay. Uh, so there was that miscommunication, but it was true. I was like bailing. I mean, I was like, yeah. I, there was like a lot of reasons. It's hard, and, man. It's yeah. hard just collaborating with people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was getting depressed, and then I'd like, yeah, I'd just get off work, and I'd be like, 
I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I don't, it sucks because it's like that was like the one chance I had to have a cool band. And now I'll never have a band and I'll never amount to anything. Let's pour beer out for me. <laughs> I'm drinking Splash. some Rainier <laughs> beer. How old yeah. are you, Ruben? Um, of age. All right, cool. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, awesome. I'm uh, exactly 21. Oh, Cheers. really? Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, Damn, you've got your Clank. whole life out of you. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm 26. I'm 26. I'm 25. Yeah. Um, Young blood. You've got I, your whole... When I was 21, <laughs> I, had, I didn't have any accomplishments. I had no accomplishments. You met when me I when I was 21. <laughs> and I was, I was doing nothing. I was no. worthless. Uh, I, had open, I, I had opened for Nick Offerman, so that's, that's, yeah, that's right. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. you know, I saw a poster for that in the AS Productions room. Oh, really? I was like, when so was there? he here? That must have been yeah. the year before I got here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's when I peaked. Wow. Look um, at you. I know. Now I'm just talking some, some outdated, on an outdated medium. Did, you, did he furrow his brow at you? <laughs> he furrowed his brow and said, good luck, son. And then afterward, <laughs> he was like, you killed it. And I was like, hey, thanks, Ron Swanson. <laughs> I furrow my brow at you all the time. <laughs> yeah. Except you're not Nick, Ron, Nick Swanson. Ron Swanson. Nick Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty okay. cool. We always start the second act the same way. Um, I always ask, where were you born? Oh. But the last couple episodes, I, I've asked, what was your first drink? Because I just, oh. I think that's just more, I'm just I'm just really into that right now, and I don't know why. And we're sick of the old ways. We're sick of the old things. ways. We're throwing out the, the old into the new. I'm moving to San Jose. I don't need this town. I don't need this place. I don't need John. I don't need Ruben. I don't need these microphones. Oh my that's God. for sure. That's for goddamn sure. I don't need microphones. He set the room on fire. <laughs> All right. What's Kevin's your, what's uh, pulling out his beard right now. My first drink. My first. You don't have to tell this if no, it's like. No, I remember this. Okay. No, it was in college. It was a. Uh, it was just like a. I think it was just like Pepsi and whiskey in a cup. Okay. I guess red that's, solo. That's cup. like a. That's a pretty good. That's a good first. And then, that's well, it's classic. I, yeah. Was Wait, Pepsi first and what? I think it was just like whiskey. Whiskey. Okay. It was, so, some, yeah. it was summer. Stormholt <laughs> handed it to me oh, at gosh, a party, summer. and it was the first time I ever got drunk. Summer Storm. Summer Storm. Friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. show. We have to delete her episode. She's Wait, she's, what happened? Yeah. Did she owe you money? No, she no, gave, I mean, gave, she gave her all to a minor. To, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I, I mean, maybe you weren't a minor. She, but she might have been a minor. I just totally time, called actually. her out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I was, yeah, I was, she's, I was she's 21. Young. I was of age. Oh, you were, oh, you were of age. Okay, so your first drink was when you were 21. No, what? No, no, no. He's tricking us again, John. He's tricking us again. I've been had. All right. No, I was definitely. Yeah, you don't have to answer that, I guess, if you don't. Well, she's like she's like yourself. pretty young. I don't know. She yeah. She's like she's like twenty three, twenty two. I don't know. Why is everyone younger yeah. than me? And why, why haven't I achieved my dreams? Um, hey, twenty six. The person young, you dedicated this show to, he's older than you, right? Ryan's older. Yeah, than he's you. older than yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ryan and Lee, they're like fifty. They're, yeah, they're so like, God, <laughs> they're one foot in the grave. Their careers are over. <laughs> they're twenty eight, I think. Uh, so Summer handed you uh, Pepsi with whiskey. I mean, like, this is like your freshman so. year of Yeah, it was college? spring of freshman year. And I'd never drank before that, like, Do you, do you remember, like, make, this, you were just like, I, this is, this yeah, is what college was, kids do. I was or, pretty stoned, and I was like, you know what I'm doing? Oh, so you, you had smoked at that point, but you hadn't drank. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. yeah, yeah oh, no. that's interesting. Well, okay. it was interesting. I think the first four or five times I had only been drunk, like, cross-faded. Oh. Yeah, oh. Like, I always had smoked first. But, um... No, you know, I, I think that was the point where I finally felt like, oh, I want to do this for me... Because, right. like, no one's telling me to do it or not to do it. Right. And I was just like, okay, I'll just try this. Right. And I was like... I mean, yeah, but yeah. what were your views on alcohol prior to that? Um, or did I'd you seen, have any? 
Yeah, I was mostly against it. Like, I'd seen a lot of abuse of alcohol, like, in my family and stuff. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just wasn't appealing to me. Right. And then I tried it, and it was great. Right. Yeah. Now, no. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm drunk all the time. Now I'm drunk yeah. all the time. <laughs> no. Um, I tried it, and I was like, what was, what was I afraid of? No, actually, I mean, I think when I started drinking, it was right when I moved into the, uh, the mill house, like, and I, I had moved spring quarter... I moved out of the dorms early and mm-hmm. uh, was on my own for the first time ever. And I think I really did become a, an alcoholic for like two straight weeks. I mm-hmm. just drank a lot every day for like two weeks. Right. And then I just stopped. Like completely. I was like, right. okay, this is bad. Yeah, binge. Binge. <laughs> right. going, no problem. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I know what this is now. Got a little sicky sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, yeah, it was fine after that. Um, I mean, the way that the way that you were raised, did that like give any influence? Because obviously you were smoking before you drank. So like, just like, yeah. how, how did the way you were raised like affect your views just on like on substances in general? I don't know why I've been so interested in this mm-hmm. lately, but yeah, I mean, I think I was kind of like trying out weed towards the end of my senior year, but I was pretty clean like growing up. Like, right. I was, like just didn't like if your parents found really out that you it. smoked weed at that time, would they like freak out or um, they'd be like, oh, it's it's a plant. It's natural. I think my mom I don't know what cool parents pretended to care, but actually didn't care about me at all. And I think my dad would have been totally cool with it. Okay. So, I mean, but like at the time, did you think what you were scared? At the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was but still. in hindsight, maybe. No, I think I was still scared and paranoid, but I don't know. It's very specific. Could have been the weed. Could have been the weed. Could have been the weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I didn't have a good relationship with my mom, so. Okay. I didn't want to tell her anything. Gotcha. So like, so like in reality, like if you told your mom, like, Hey, I smoke, like I'm, you're in high school. Like, Hey mom, I smoke weed all the time. I, th- Do you think, I like, don't know. She re- would, she would both freak out on me and not care, but she's very, this is a big can to unload, but she's right. a very unreasonable person. Now. I don't gotcha. think she actually cares about me at all. Gotcha. Oh, wow. I, I don't talk to her anymore. Oh, oh yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. So well, let's, let's get, let's, let's go back to our regular yeah, set of questions. Yeah, we, <laughs> don't, we don't have to. We want to go down that and we got to get the, the origin story. Right. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, I thought that was an organic way to get into it. See? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Do, how do we no. want to proceed from here? No, we have to recreate the whole conversation. No, we'll talk about what was your first drink. No, just talk about growing up. Like where, where did you grow up growing up and what was your home life like? Okay. Well, I was born in Ogden, Utah. Oh, um, I know and, very little about that state. Yeah, it's a lot of the stereotypes of Mormonism that you hear about are like true mm-hmm. and exaggerated in Utah. Right. I did. I did go to like the main like. Uh, I went to Salt Lake City. I went yeah. to like the main Mormon temple. I was like yeah. on a Christian trip, and we were like asking oh, questions, and they got yeah. like they th- they got mad at us for asking too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like the, the the upper echelon of like that religion is. Very culty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, but um, and they run everything. Like they control. Yeah, just like all the politics. Like all the liquor stores Jeez. are owned by the state. Yeah, it's so crazy. And like, I guess it kind of ties into my background because I was born there. My mom was from Portland. My dad was from there. My mom's family moved there. She met my dad. They had me pretty young. Like they were like nineteen and twenty one mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. My dad was twenty one, oh, and uh, they got divorced when I was like three. Because my mom is insane. And, um, and then I, she just left and moved back to Portland. And then so I lived with my dad for until like mid-elementary school. I grew up in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then um, they decided for the sake of just like being in a better culture and just mm-hmm. being because like I was already being discriminated against like 
for not being Mormon, essentially. Oh, wow. And it just affects everything. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like your status, right. like getting jobs. And just, that's you know, crazy. Being, that's like, crazy. Being a yeah. brown kid in Utah is uh-huh. you are less likely right. to yeah, succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they sent me up. Um, and then <clears> I lived in Portland for a little while until middle school. I moved to Vancouver, Washington. Who were you living with? Um, with my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it kind of flipped. Like I was doing vacations with her in school in Utah, and then we flipped. And gotcha, then I did gotcha. school up there, and I loved school. It, it was right. such a. It was a weird dynamic because I had a great relationship with my father, like uh-huh. best friend of all time. My mom was just like terrible, which I grew to learn like over right. growing up. Yeah, yeah. Like she just sucks. Which is like emotionally abusive, I guess I'll mm-hmm. say. And then, uh, well, how did that decision come about to move to Portland then? Because was it mainly because of the Mormon thing? Um, yeah, and it's just like they had way better um, funding for education and arts, and just okay. like it was more diverse. And so it was like, like a location yeah. thing more yeah, than right. like a parent totally gotcha. thing. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so was that mainly like your dad was like, "Hey, you should probably move to Portland yeah, because like, of these reasons." Like you're better off as long as like you can deal with being with your mom and okay. I had always chosen I just got so uh invested in everything I was doing right uh and it just kept stacking and stacking that I really didn't want to move even yeah. though as my opportunities and like the great things I was doing in school and with my friends were stacking right so was like the festering of the <clears> super <throat> unhealthy like crappy relationship with my mom yeah, right you know? and it all like after a series of many traumatic events over high school it all peaked uh-huh. at the end of high school when um it was just like I was in this really toxic relationship with like that was a girlfriend, uh-huh. really toxic relationship with my mom. My dad had gotten really sick. He had like an like like an aneurysm and oh, after wow. complications oh, like passed away. Oh no. And oh. it was all those things like after the end of that. Yeah. I just decided I was just like, you know what? I don't I don't care about anything except for just like going to college. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like yeah, and, like right, doing, getting out getting and, out. Yeah. Like yeah. I just felt like at that point I was like, I just should do what I want to do. Yeah. Right. Totally. And ever since then, that's pretty much been my outlook. Just like right. try to be like there's no point in doing anything unless it's good. Right. I guess. Yeah. I don't That's know. so much for a kid to handle like when was, you're yeah, in your senior was, year of high school. Yeah. Like it, it was I had to grow up really fast. And right. I think, you know, there are good and bad things with it. But overall right. I feel really fortunate. Like I feel like I got very mature right. early. And yeah. Just yeah. like right. got to deal with all that crap and just get it over with yeah yeah it's intense it's like it's like already a transitionary period in your life like even if like none of those things happen it would still be like kids are still like i gotta move an hour away from home like they're just like they're still like it's just harder on anybody just like because like you're young and like you have to go out into the world but like yeah you're right yeah i'm I'm sure you were forced to like grow up really fast yeah i've been i've been pretty much like on my own yeah right since i moved out here yeah i don't really talk to most of my family right except for my dad's wife right She's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And then, then like, then mm-hmm. you have, you know, the luxury of, did you, did you have that, like, feeling of when you moved to Bellingham, I know some people, when they go to college or, or any new town, they're like, this is my chance to reinvent myself. And, like, I'm, I'm going to go by uh, my middle name now or something, something like that. Did, that you, did actually, you, did you feel that? That like, did happen to me. Yeah. Kind of. Well, it was mostly out of laziness, but I grew up going by Alex. Uh-huh. Maybe I don't know if I ever introduced you. Introduced, my, uh, you no, first I, introduced I yourself to me as Alex. Yeah. I remember I, was conf- I didn't know Got what to it. call you for a Got while because <laughs> yeah. I was like, everyone's calling him Ruben. Right. But he said, Alex, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I grew up going by Alex because my name is Ruben Alejandro Gomez. Okay. But my dad, I'm not a junior, though. But right, my, my dad is also Ruben, but he's Ruben Silverio Gomez. Okay. And so, so since I'm not junior, 
it's like the name di- right. differentiation. Right, so right, I right. completely grew up going by Alex. But when I got to college, I think it was just like I was sick of explaining it. Like it was one thing, and um, or like I just got tired of yeah correcting it and explaining. Right. It. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah. part of it, I think, is just like an ode to him. Right. You know, right. I yeah, guess. Right. And just I think it was multiple reasons. Right. I think it's just a better name, too, right. yeah. in general. So, um, But, yeah. like, the, the way you went about, like, relationships, whether that be, like, platonic relationships or romantic relationships, like, how, how, did, how did all of this feed into, into behaviors moving forward in, yeah. in your college years or, or now? Yeah, yeah, I think it just makes you really aware not to get... Well, especially I'm a very, like, supportive and nice person mm-hmm. that can easily get taken advantage of, you know? Okay. And, like, did growing up my entire life. Like, right, you know? right. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like I can get a read on people quick and just, like, not not let myself be taken advantage of. Gotcha. I guess, yeah. yeah I, I mean, did, did, the, did the walls yeah. go up in, like, in an unhealthy way at some point where it's like, I shouldn't trust anybody? But, mm, I, but I feel yeah. like... Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah? Okay. Totally. In the beginning, okay. yeah. Like, I didn't want anyone <clears throat> to get close to me fully. You know, I think when I yeah, first got right. here, I was just, like, I think it's kind of traumatic you know, right, yeah, kind yeah. of experience, but right. um, no. But I think over time, it's totally done the opposite, and I just feel so, so lucky to have met so many wonderful people, right? Just like you guys and the right. people I've lived with, and just mm-hmm. like all my friends I've made in the communities. Like, it's been right. really awesome. Yeah, which I totally hear like why you're feeling sad. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> the nostalgia. Well, yeah. now, now, now that the I'm nostalgia, thinking about yeah, it, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna be around for. Or, I mean, a lot of people have left, too, even right. for me, you know? Because well, yeah, I, I, I always make friends with the older, all the older people yeah, yeah, who right. all leave. Yeah, yeah, happened in high school, too. Well, it was weird, because, yeah. like, I was, uh, the other night, I was just, like, going to the weed store, and I, like, got a joint, and then I just, like, made the decision to walk, uh, like, all the way around the Arboretum, all the way through uh-huh. campus, and just, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, an hour, like, over an hour long <clears> walk. <throat> And I was just like walking through the campus and getting so nostalgic and just like being bombarded with memories. Like I, I passed by uh, the apartment of like an old ex mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, she's gone now and like she's married now. And, yeah, and it, right. But it was just like I was remembering like being in that apartment and like memories I hadn't thought of and like going on campus was the same thing. And it was just like overwhelming because it's like that was the closest I felt to like being able to re-experience that. But I was like, even yeah. if I was like on campus tomorrow and there's a bunch of people here it's a completely new set of people like it's yeah. none of what i remember exists exactly. anymore it's I, it's gone i've been feeling that way more and more too yeah you know? especially like i'm a fifth i'm gonna be a fifth year student yeah and like right. most of my peers that hadn't already graduated in bulk graduated this last year yeah yeah you yeah know? and it's right. like yeah it's weird or yeah what you're saying too reminded me of that happens to me too both here and uh vancouver washington where i spent a lot of time where I go on a walk and I see, I walk on part of a path that I would usually walk on over and over and over again for like a period of time. Right. Like in every place you've moved, you would always take the same path. Right. Right. Totally reminds me of that. Yeah. When I walk, I'll walk on that path and like relive it. Right. It's so interesting. It's like, like, I always try to look at the ground and imagine like layers and layers of my own steps, like yeah. ghost steps or something. I don't know. No, yeah. totally. Well, like, like Donnie Darko. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No, I think about that all the time, though. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting that you say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, this is like it's funny. neither here nor there. I don't know. I don't know if I, that's the right way to preface it. But I, I uh, you made me remember. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, when uh, This was two girlfriends ago, two breakups ago. I ended up at your place and you just. Oh. Let me, oh, I remember you let me that. cry and like play video games with you. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's I was just thinking about that recently. I got a GameCube. You can replay this if you want. I was so no, sad. And I was just like, 
I feel like nothing I was saying was. Oh no! <laughs> just you at being all. there. Just you're I needed. I needed literally. You were a lost cause. I am a lost cause. I knew that though. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it was I'm, just I needed something. I'm something glad. Like, so thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I get I get so like sappily nostalgic. I hate it. Like we're too young to be nostalgic. I know. But like I remember the the months leading up to graduation, just being like. Shit, like I'm staying in Bellingham, but like you just look back, you're like, oh, I'm a shitty person, like, and I didn't appreciate the things, like when I had, like at the time, and you're just like, oh, I'll just like when you're young, like no matter how young you are, you're just like, I'll just be this age forever, yeah. and like obviously you know that's not true, but yeah. then when the time comes to actually transition, you're like, oh my god, I didn't take advantage of this and this, like I didn't hang out with these people enough, mm-hmm. um, like I, we were talking about the other day where I just like it's like. uh the, the scenes where, like, the doctor, like, regenerates to another doctor. It's, like, he talks about, like, oh, like, you're, you don't actually die. You just, like, regenerate into somebody else. Like, but it, it feels like you're, quote, unquote, dying. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, you, like, are forced to leave a part of you behind. Yeah. I feel you, like you I'm know. about to die, yeah. John. Yeah, it new feels doctor. weird. New it's, doctor. like, new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to the old location. It's like, I'm, it's, like, I'm the new doctor, but my old companions are coming back. Fuck Ooh, that shit. I don't yeah. want to go back yeah. to that. No, I want to move on. The old companions. I need to go somewhere new. Yeah. That's I, mean, what, I think that's why this feels so bad. It's not like I'm right. moving towards anything. Yeah, but at least you're moving toward. It's, like, I don't know. At least it's something different. I feel like it'd be yeah. even worse if you're like hung out in the parking lot of Western and you're just like, hey, you guys go to a party? Like, because we all know yeah, that guy. That's just like, that guy's John. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm 26. I can't hang around college campuses anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I guess it's just a thing that comes with aging, I guess. Uh, let's, let's get into the, the question uh, or whatever form it's going to take this time around. Uh, yeah. So, do you deal with depression or anxiety or mental illness in general? And if so, how has that affected you creatively? Definitely. Yep. I think it mainly, I go through a lot of spurts of anxiety Mm -hmm. and it's usually, I'm sure a lot of people can relate of just like, you get so worked up with like all the things you need to do that you end up just not doing anything. Yeah. It's so weird how it has the opposite effect. It does. It does. And and usually my coping mechanism is just trying to like meticulously plan everything out. Yeah. And then like use like Google calendar has been my best friend. (laughs) It's like my drug. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Like do a hit of Google calendar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just feel calm. Um, but even that doesn't always work. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing. And especially I've been, I've been thinking about this recently. I've I've never finished my own project like for myself. Mm-hmm. Or I'm thinking of like I've been trying to write more of my own music, mm-hmm. and I've never finished anything unless it was for someone else. Yeah, because um, I'm just mm-hmm. much more motivated by right. other people. Totally. Yeah, and um, and I think a part of that is definitely like a, a deep seated like, you know, worth. Am I worthy enough? Or am yeah, I healthy right. enough To be able to do this for myself and stay motivated, and I just. Never finish anything. Yeah, it's and, totally. Yeah, right. I feel that. Yeah, but I, I've started. Like, I'm trying to yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, within this past <laughs> week, I've started uh, writing stuff like on FL. Right. Nice. That's and, awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. My FL oh, being Fruity Loops. Yes. Fruity Loops. FL Studio. FL Studio. Yeah. Twelve. Nice. Plug. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. My old roommate had, did the same thing. He would always like after he like did well on a test or something like that. He would always jokingly. But only kind of half jokingly be like, I did it for you. <laughs> and it's sort of like he's because he told me like it's like I find a hard like motivating myself and like, oh, I'm just doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. And so he would just be like, hey, are you proud of me? Because I, I got a three point nine. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, good job. Cool. I did it for you. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, of course, like he's not going to college for me. But like that's yeah, how, like, how he would yeah. like motivate himself during the day, which is totally. like, oh, 
for my parents. Or like I would he, he would even just like jokingly, but again, only half jokingly. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, for the people. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like a motive motivate himself to study. And that's like the only way you could really get himself to like to be driven and motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well well and like even I don't know, that's like very true for me. Like I remember so we recorded, you know, we went down to California and recorded it was uh season four of this podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was like yeah. a year and a half ago in February or whatever. Right. And the episodes didn't release till fall. And it was like right. we had our biggest guest ever. You right. know, we had yeah. Andy McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we were just sitting on them and part of the reason was my laptop broke. That that's right. what it was. It was that season, I think. Was and, it? Because oh, okay. I, I had the files backed up, but it was just like a whole process of like moving them over right. and like putting them into a different yeah. program. It was a process. Or whatever. It was <laughs> a process. <laughs> but uh, I remember that was when John had moved uh, to Arizona. Or uh, New Mexico. Mexico. God, I can never. <laughs> I always just, get them yeah, guys. It's the same, the same If you plot me in Arizona, I'd be like, this place. is New Mexico. They're I'd be like, place. all right. So, yeah. uh, anyway, wherever John fucking went for six months. Uh, but he was like, you know, John was like depressed. Right. And, uh, yeah, I remember and, texting you, like, please release those episodes. Well, I'm depressed and that was, down that was here. the like, motivation I needed. Yeah. Like, for me, I, I've never, yeah. I, like, I have some acoustic recordings or whatever, but I've never put out music and I've had enough songs written for an album for like six years like yeah. and and the album layout keeps changing because i like write songs that are like better and i like stop playing older songs or whatever and it's like i can't do anything for myself but man right. when john you know yeah. sad, i was so depressed yeah, i was just like i, was I like, like i left all my friends oh, and just like I'm, i i don't know anyone down here it's like i just need to hear like my own voice with kevin's voice talking to somebody <laughs> else and like it'll just make me so happy if i had new yeah. episodes of the process yeah how did we do yeah. the intros for that season? Did we do those like well, I think we way just, in advance? I think we just did them in advance. Yeah, no, that's I'm pretty crazy. sure. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it's was uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, doing things for other people. That's definitely. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're that's a mark of depression. It's just like oh, doing things for myself. Like yeah, whatever. Who cares what I want? Totally. Yeah. Well, that's why we gotta lift each other up, yeah. man. You know, like yeah. you can have the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. God. That's what this is all about. That's what this the whole time. Uh, I feel, trying to get the I microphone. So, I feel so much better. Uh, we're yeah. like, I feel like we flew through that act, but like we're yeah. 28 minutes. So damn. Okay. Uh, Did you want to talk about anything else? Depression, anxiety, childhood, um, sadness, or relationships? I'm trying to cook more. <laughs> nice. Wow, what are you cooking? Yeah, cooking. Uh, you washing your rice? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, making rice. rice. <laughs> You don't have to watch you your have rice. To watch your rice. <laughs> I've been making <coughs> grill some chicken. Right on. That's good. Dope. Nice. Dope. Chicken's hard to make. It's hard to not make it dry, uh, but also not make it. I do it. I've been making like Indian style. Oh, I, don't right to, I don't have to learn how to cook meat. Thank God, meat yeah. is so hard to cook. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. You're that's right. right. It's not that hard. Yeah. Vegetables are so easy. easy yeah. Oh my <laughs> steam God. It. Yeah, bake steam it, it, fry it, bake just it, eat it raw. Them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Put this. Come right. sit in my room for a while and put them on your tummy. It'll cook right up because it's so <laughs> yeah, hot. Yeah, it is so hot in here. That's, it's actually not as bad as it's been in the past with Jake. Which is surprising. Uh, when, when we had Jake Barrow, when Jake was here, here. It was God. It was a nightmare. A Jake God, was lovely, a but G- the temperature G- was terrible. Nightmare. Knock me down, wrath the lands and 
wretched mouths I'll talk through your lessons and find myself proudly bound Good. Yeah, yeah, we, all, yeah, yeah. we should have taken their episodes down like a lot. I feel like yeah. the part of like the part of the reasons I feel like we waited so long is like I feel like we knew everything that was happening, but like by taking it down, it's like it's like it's an it's another acceptance of it, or it's like yeah. okay, we accept that like these things are true, but then by take removing the episodes, it's like now we extra accept it. I don't know. It's yeah. just like you like you, you kind of float in that like area of denial in between. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't for like well, I think th- reasons then we're telling ourselves. I, I can't remember yeah. when it was. It might have been like when the Me Too movement started. I was just like, that was, was. when I was really convicted of like, oh, I have to take these down. Yeah. And I yeah, have to like, it, yeah, I have to like, I have to like bring it up and be like, yeah, hey, we took down the episodes right. of like people who are known to be sexually abusive right, because yeah. like this isn't cool. Right. I, I, I remember that was like when I got really, I was like, yeah, we, we should have right. done this a while ago. Yeah. And, th- and there's another part of it that's like, oh, it's like our podcast that no one listens to. Like, it doesn't like matter. But like, of course it matters. Like, no matter how like, well, and, and, and it's is. like, and it's like, like of course I, it does. I feel like at the time too, or like, you know, in the past, it's been important to this community of people. So it's right. like, it was yeah. important. I think like, even if it's like, 
just people at the upfront listening. It's like, oh, if they if they know things about these people and they feel unsafe, it's like right. now they're going to feel less safe around us because we're right. like tacitly oh, endorsing these perfect. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the best things that all of this shit with, you know, DPS and stuff has spawned that I'm really proud <coughs> mostly of like Emma and Nico, I think established mm-hmm. most of it is that we have these contracts now. Oh, um, cool. Multiple contracts. Like one is just like. I think one is just a general one of just like behavior. Like yeah. you agree or like you agreed to just like you, we hold you to all these things and you should hold yourself to all these yeah, things. Yeah. And the second one is specifically a call down procedure mm-hmm. that like, I don't know. I, I need to go back and reread it and revise it. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't looked at the contract since I've been AD, yeah, right? yeah. but it's like, I think it's kind of a three strike kind of thing or two strike kind of thing yeah. where it's like, and it's yeah, very specific. Ideal. Like it's very, that's cool. And it's like, if you, if you you are signing and agreeing that if you right. fuck up, like you're gone. Right. That's great. That, I know? mean, the upfront doesn't even yeah. have anything like that. Right. They just, because there was like a reason, there was like a specific reason that we needed it. And because a bunch of us made a fuss a year or two ago, they finally got a sexual harassment policy after being a theater for like now 13 years. Yeah. They just got a sexual <laughs> harassment policy. Yeah. And that yeah. was like, that was one of those things, right? Like that was, that yeah. was one of those things that like, you guys just got this. Like, you, yeah. you know, that was one of those things that like w- led to the last straw. Yeah. Like, right. y- you are not on top of this shit. You are not listening to people <laughs> right. because this is like a necessary thing right. that we need here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, shout out, shout out to Emma Campbell. Let's, let's yeah. change gears here. And do that's how we should start this act. Shout out to Emma Campbell Friend for no of the show. reason in particular. No reason other than the 22 minutes we just talked about. Secret stuff we're Hot not going to ever reveal. <laughs> but shout out oh, to yeah. Emma. Shout out to Emma. Ooh, is she going to listen? Emma, we know you're listening. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, get, I get to hang out with Emma We soon. know you're listening She lives in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. really? I mean, she, that's like an hour. Is that where she's moving? <laughs> it's so far oh, from she, where I live. She, she's in Oakland right now. It, okay. Or it's like, it's, it's uh, like right by Marin. So I think oh, it's like, it you could theoretically just call it Oakland or San Francisco. It's like in between. It's right over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's there. She's yeah. like an hour and a half away, but like, <laughs> I'm still gonna hang out with her. Like, right. that would be like hanging out, getting excited to hang out with someone in Seattle. Like, yeah. we're so close. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Yes, Seattle. Yeah. I don't see anybody who is in Seattle. <laughs> but no, it's, I'm, cool. I'm excited. Yeah. No, that'll be yeah, great. That's great. Emma once asked for my number at a party once. That's an embarrassing fact. <laughs> <laughs> I was You're just very like, handsome, yeah. John. yeah. I was I was with Aaron, obviously, and I was like, why? She, she was like, I'm just trying to collect numbers for the night. I doubt she remembers it. I was hanging out. Me and Trevor were hanging out a couple of girls after the the improv show and she actually I gave her the podcast and she said she was going to listen to the whole thing so she'll eventually get here I'm not going to mention her by name but she said oh man who is that guy John like he he could get it (laughs) and I was like he's married (laughs) or she was like I bet he can get it or whatever I bet he can get it so yeah you can what like a (laughs) thank you you don't know the I don't think it's ever been said about me ever (laughs) he can get it she's like he's fine I was like married F-Y-N-E fine I mean, it's That's 2018. Me. Anything could happen. Anything, Anything could, happen. could happen. I could get it. Polyamory <laughs> exists. Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm fine, apparently. Yeah, you're fine. Thanks for boosting. I needed that boost today. <laughs> you're welcome. This is the low stakes act. Welcome. We to just, we just, uh, we just, we're talking about some heavy, we heavy things. We did like things. a super act too. <laughs> yeah, we can't yeah. share. It was too heavy even for the audience. Yes, yeah. we will not. Just, we're not that. Unless we want to burn a whole <laughs> lot of bridges. I, I, could, I could listen to yeah. it later. Like I have the recording. That's true. Yeah, you can just be yeah. like, yeah. Where's all that hot goss? Goss. So we, we will, goss. we will release the unedited version <laughs> on the dark web. Yeah. 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 No, yes. I think if you donate to our Patreon, you can listen. Yeah. If you donate fifty dollars a month or more, you can have access to. The dark <laughs> episode of the 
<laughs> yes. We just be, we name a lot of names and we expose a lot of things. But hey, fifty dollars a month, <laughs> and, and it's yours. Yeah, you, you probably won't even know half the people that we're talking about. But <laughs> hey, you well, can yeah, just... yeah, it's probably not good podcasting yeah, content. Exactly, but it'll you know satiate your curiosity. Yeah, it's like a Big Brother late night. Yes, exactly. I don't know what that is, but it's like that. I've never watched yeah. Big Brother. I don't like know my what grandma that is. watched it a lot, so I'd watch it with her. It's really dumb. <laughs> Fuck your grandma. <laughs> Not the first time that has been said on this podcast. Wait, yeah. Wait, yeah. when were you said that to Ruben? <laughs> Not a different Ruben. I said it was a different Ruben. Ruben. What is it about Ruben? Oh my on this podcast, I hate guy your named grandmas. Ruben, and he I said, hate, Fuck your grandma. I hate Ruben's uh, grandmas. I don't, I don't talk to her anymore either. So. All right. Gotcha. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, this is the low stakes act. We just talk about like what's what inspires you musically, comedically. What are you mm. watching? What are you listening to? Mm. What are you not watching? Interesting. Also, or anything else. Anything yeah. is on topic in this act. Mm. Should I say what inspires me now or what did like growing up? You can do both. Yeah. Okay. What, what, yeah. What, uh, growing up, what inspired you? Growing up, um, let's see. For music, um. It was cool having divorced parents in a lot of ways, and one of the cool things, <laughs> well, well you, you get two of everything. Oh, and and I, I'm an only child, so yeah, I yeah. really got two of everything. Um, but they had very like they were both music lovers. They both have very different tastes in music. So my dad grew up listening, or like he loves like '90s hip hop and like bad R&B and like yeah. soul music and then like randomly Metallica and stuff but it was like a lot of rap <laughs> and stuff yeah yeah and then my mom is really into like indie alternative rock oh, and like cool. folk and stuff and random stuff so I grew up with a very strong mix of both of those things yeah. it was a pretty wide range and then I played classical and jazz music you right, know, right right in school so I kind of hit the full range pretty much listening to everything but I yeah I really loved just indie stuff. Like there's a band called Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks. They're like progressive indie rock that I really liked. Um, just got into all sorts of stuff. I'm trying to think what were the pivotal. I got really into the band Flowbots for a while. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Is Flowbots the no handlebars? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Still know still know all the words yeah. to that song. Um that was actually Great my, song. Yeah, Great yeah. song. It's my least favorite song on the album, so you know, I listen to that. So um, yeah, nothing's. I don't know. The first CD I ever had was like Simon and Garfunkel Greatest Hits. Nice. And that was good. I like Very that. Nice. What about now? Like, what do you listen? Like, what are your biggest go tos? Now it's um, pretty much anyone who like is pushing boundaries with like formatting and music. It's, it's like I usually I love pop music. Mm -hmm. I love unconventional pop, which is kind of what like I write. Yeah. Um. Or if it's just someone is slaying the bass, like I'll I'll listen to anything that's that too. Totally. Mostly. Yeah. But um. Recently, Dirty Projectors is one of my favorite bands. Oh, they, cool. they just released an album like a few days ago. Oh wow. Or like in the last week, and I've been listening to it like only that album on repeat, <laughs> nice. like since it came out. Yeah. Um. So it's really yeah. It's just like very untraditional pop. I guess using a lot of different like music theory things and like like textures, I guess, or yeah. like, like timbres. Like he he the guy David Longstreth who mainly writes for it, he just messes with everything he can. That's cool. And it's just this playing of like really nice pop and like dissonant weirdness. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And That's it's awesome. Good. I'm really into that. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's good. I'm having a random memory too. Yeah, go for it. 
for uh, comedy wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I was in the sixth grade. Um, what year was that? Uh, 2008. I did that to torture myself. Yeah. Wait, I know. No. I was going to say, you're not going to like this answer. <laughs> no, I think it was 2007. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was in in a little better. Yeah, it was in the sixth grade in 2007. Nice. Um, I remember there was like. We had Comcast cable, and when you go on demand, there's this. It makes it like a little box of advertisements in the yeah. corner, like while you're searching for mm-hmm. things. And I remember there was this advertisement where they ju- they just showed a clip from the show called "The Whitest Kids You Know," which is like, oh yeah, it's like, like a sketch show. Yeah, yeah, like a sketch show. Yeah, mm-hmm. things that like would yeah. not fly today. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very. No, it's, yeah, it has a lot yeah. of really, yeah. yeah. That sh- that show is one of, of time. the main <laughs> yeah. shows that like shaped my comedy. Right. right. I, mean, I thought I thought it was so yeah. yeah. I don't Going remember. I remember that. Yeah. It had the. It was good. It had a lot of really smart things. Right. And a lot of what's like the really famous, which is me. That makes sense. Yeah. They had the grapeus sketch. I remember that. And it's like yeah. it just like it's so plays like, into like middle school like, me just like ah yeah. oh, it's great they're like like it's like this ad exactly. team that's like trying to come up with like I don't even know what this 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 sketch is like I don't know they just said grapeist a lot and yeah, like twelve year old me is just like yeah grapeist it's like, like, like that was so funny it's like I'm gonna grape you in the mouth right, oh my right. god no, but I, I guess what I love about it though is they're always. It's kind of what I like seeing in improv too. You know, it's like they show this like super offensive commercial and then they dial it back okay, to, right. to like all the CEOs or whatever. And they're just like, are you serious? <laughs> right. Like, don't okay. you understand what he's right. saying? And the guy's like, what? It's right. fine. He'll grape you in the mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and the dude's like, it's about, it's about how the dude gets saying get it. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, right. Oh, right. no. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. You know, so I guess those are like, it taught me those really honest moments, I mm-hmm. guess, in comedy right. or, or just like, Pointing out the funny thing or whatever, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah, rather than just ignoring it. Mm-hmm. What is objectively the funniest movie of all time? Oh, the funniest? Jeez, oh my god, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, why am I forgetting the name of it? It's uh, Id- Idiocracy. Oh, it's yeah. so I funny. Just, I haven't it seen it, time, but I, everyone tells me to watch it. Every time I watch it, I just can't stop laughing. Like it's it's so dumb. Um, but God. my friend quotes it all the time. There's like a scene with Justin Long, and like he's the doctor, and he's <laughs> yeah. just like he just comes out with a chart, and he's like basically, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, everything is so and stupid. Just that scene alone, I need to watch it because yeah, it's weird. It's and, like short too, isn't it? Like an hour and seven minutes or something. Yeah, it's, it's maybe like, just over an hour, and it's, it's like packed, the ideal it movie. Is, yeah. It is jam packed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the Costco is like a city. <laughs> and the guy on the front's just like huge, like dude sitting there, just like, "Welcome to Costco. I love you." <laughs> and it's, dude, there are just so many bits yeah, of that. That's that like, Mike Judge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Mike Judge. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's actually. great. Yeah, it's oh those. I, I would I say, yeah, most most movies get less and less funny as time goes on yeah. because each time you watch them, you're like, "Oh, like I know where the jokes yeah. are." But there are some movies. Like Natural Libre yeah. <laughs> or Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. where it's just like it's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it is. Like I every agree. time you watch it, you're just like, God, this yeah. is ages like a fine. You know, I I watched Natural Libre for the first time when I was like 16. Right. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my yeah, god, that's that so how did this get made? Yeah. So it's really, I was. Uh, yeah, very I remember impressed. laughing at the Man. fart jokes the first time I watched it, and then now I watch it and I laugh at just all the just little in between scenes <laughs> that like aren't really significant, but like. It just gets so funny. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. It should, is weird to like, we were talking about this on uh, another episode, but 
this like listen this lens of like you go back and look at everything and you're like is this problematic yeah like, seriously and, yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. is it and like how problematic is it is it problematic <laughs> enough for me to not watch it anymore or is it just like a little problematic yeah. and I'm still gonna watch yeah. it yeah I'm if gone. it's problematic but really good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. I'm nostalgic enough for Wise Kids you know that I, 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 bought, <laughs> I, I bought all the DVDs right yeah, yeah. 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 it's like I have it in DVD format I don't care if it's problematic I'm well, gonna watch yeah. it and there's definitely tipping points like sometimes things become too problematic for me like what yeah um well some things are on the fence too like uh i found out so i love 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 the movie speed racer incredible Mm. movie wait is that an animated movie uh no it's an animated show but it's a live action movie based on the anime uh Uh, made by uh the wachowski sisters i believe it's kind of recent movie isn't it uh it it was like 2008 so like at least 10 years old Um, yeah i think it was 2008 but i found out recently that like the the Guy who plays Speed, which is the name of the character, uh. his name is Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, how did I not uh, know this? But That's the, guy, so the, great. the actor who plays him, Speed I can't remember racer. what he did, but he did. He like I think it was like uh, <laughs> he was like sexually abusive or like it was like something gross, like gross behavior. Right, and it's like. Um, I still kind of feel like, you know, if, if like the showrunner or the creator or like the lead creative mind behind a project is like the, the fucked up one, that's right. when I take like a big issue. Mm-hmm. But I did realize now, like with Speed Racer, it's like, oh, like watching this lead character in this role who's like a shitty person, like it feels bad watching it. That, that's how right. I feel so sadly about Louie. Yeah, show, is, I, it's just yeah. I had to drop the that show. That is yeah. one of the most impactful shows I've ever like yeah. the, to my comedy, from a creative, to my, yeah, like, like, from a creative it, standpoint. It, it is, yeah, like it is a flawless work of art. Right, yeah. like, that the show, but especially like if you go back and try to rewatch that show, especially with the context of like the shit he did, it's just right. oh, it it's highlights just, some dude, of the stuff in the show. So yeah. He's just so honest about everything, right? Well, Even the it, fucked up things, and it's just like oh, well, and I think man. that that was one thing I found yeah. endearing when I first was watching the show because it's like oh, wow, he's willing to, like, own up to, like, the darkness that is kind of, like, in him and, like, in other people that I think that a lot of times we're not willing to admit is there, like, you know, not that we should ever, like, feed those things, but I think it's, like, worthwhile to acknowledge, like, oh, that's, like, a a, a temptation or a thought or, like, a feeling I've had in the past, whether it was, like, good or not, like, and so there was an honesty about it, but then once you realize, oh, it's just... Oh, like absolutely and, just and something like a part of his that. life. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. No, I, I like as soon as I found that out, I, I was behind on the show, too. And I just like I will never I can't watch it. You know, it's yeah. like it's because it's so I think, yeah, that's a really good example because yeah. it's such a deeply personal show that it's like I feel like I'm walking around in his mind. Exactly. And now that I know that his mind is like his I, it, maybe it was it, it was probably obvious for a long time. And I, yeah, I think I was like kind of like swatting away at the flies totally. of like. Oh, he's bad. He's like done these shit. Right. So we don't like these rumors no or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But it's like, oh no! Like now, I just feel <sighs> bad if I watch that show. Yeah, I know, me too. It's yeah, yeah a, the hardest yeah. one for me is the Cosby Show. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Love, I love the Cosby Show, yeah. and the Cosby Show is like the perfect execution of diversity in Hollywood. Yeah, like even to this day, like pretty flawless execution of diversity in Hollywood. That's like, right. yeah, like an African American family who like does well like the the dad is a doctor and the mom is a lawyer mm-hmm. and they just like it's just like the hijinks the family gets up to and it doesn't matter that they're african-american yeah right yeah. It, yeah. like at no point does that like play into the into the show right it's just that that's just 
that are yeah. just a family in America, right? And it's yeah, like it's yeah, just yeah. so perfect. And like yeah. even like today, what I consider like the modern Cosby Show is like is Blackish, right? Which is still a good show, but I've like, never actually seen it. It's it's a great show, but like it's called Blackish. Like they, yeah. they play up like the race <laughs> thing a little more, which is fine, but like it's just it's not done as gracefully as the Cosby Show right, did. Right, right. And even the Cosby Show at its time, like it's whatever when it was filmed, like the seventies or the eighties. So like it meant a lot more back then. But mm-hmm. then like you go back and watch it, and you're like, ah, oh, it's from the, the mind of this monster, and it's just like yeah, it just ruins it. Like yeah, yeah which important like. Of course, like, isn't the point, but, like... I was like, yeah. right. I, I wonder if Shrek memes will outlive us. <laughs> I think oh, every, definitely. I think, <laughs> I think everyone's on board of, like, Shrek. We had like, this conclusion. Shrek like, yeah. is <laughs> better than it is problematic. Yes, it is. Just yeah. because it's, it's so problematic. good. Like, like <laughs> I just wonder if there's going to be kids in, like, 2090 that, like, still yeah. participate in these memes and just have no idea of the origin yeah. of them. Jeez. I, SpongeBob oh. memes are, memes are going to outlive yes, us. Yes, they definitely like, will. Because SpongeBob will never be problematic. God, every line in SpongeBob could be a meme. Every single line in that show. (laughs) Every line is just perfectly (laughs) executed. It will never be problematic. I I have this story that's so good of a friend of mine that that was my roommate. Um, And he said he he would always do this meme with his friends where it's like the king from that like CD-ROM Zelda game. The one that (laughs) they're like, oh, Um, where he's like holding his finger up. Yeah. Um, He apparently did that all the time around his friend, like in a camp, like in Mm -hmm. a summer camp. And then his friend like started doing it with his siblings and his family and then like his whole family started doing it <laughs> but like like I don't think they knew what it was right, and then, and then so maybe like two years later he was sitting on his computer at home and he was on Facebook and he just started laughing so hard <laughs> and I was just like what are you looking at and he showed me the picture and told me the story and it was his entire family like <laughs> doing this like they, they did it like, like for photos oh my God. It, like, it like became That's their like family so photo pose and none of them know what it is God. and he just planted this seed like of a meme and, and, and all of it it was like it was almost like the equivalent to duck face like all the, yeah, the ladies yeah, were like yeah. you know standing in that way and just going like it's so funny it's so well, funny, it, yeah. yeah what's so interesting about that too is the way memes get shared so it's like you yeah. know so, like people will screen cap something they see on like one social media site, post right. it to another social media site. Someone will comment. Someone will screen cap that yeah. on their phone Seriously, in like a lower dude. resolution. They'll re-upload it at like yeah. a higher resolution to Facebook and that'll be that'll take place like six months after the original meme yeah, dude, was popular. Right. It's like a diary. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, I, cause I, I go on Reddit all the time and I always see things yeah. like I see on Reddit surface on Facebook like yeah, a couple yeah, months yeah. later. Exactly. It's like regurgitated right. down the shaft. And it's just like, and, it, and it's removed from its original context yeah. so the joke isn't even like the same like yeah, they're, right. they're laughing at it for like the wrong reason or whatever it, yeah. it, it's yeah like, shit's like, so weird those videos where it's like <laughs> it has huge caps like in the like the underneath the video yeah yeah like, yeah I don't know yeah god it's weird <laughs> where, and then people where content is gone well at some point like a watermark gets slapped on yeah. and it's like <laughs> yeah. a Spongebob meme and yeah. it's like someone put their watermark because right. they screenshotted yeah. it or whatever yes. and it's like <laughs> yeah it's so weird so weird man processed uh, cool. So we get, uh, <laughs> Let's end it there. No, we gotta get into the takeaway. Let's get into the takeaway. So this is the takeaway. We should have warned you. We didn't warn you. Too bad. Uh, this, the way I described this, uh, we added it. I don't think you were listening to the show and we added it. Maybe you uh, were. No, we added it in season three. two. Season two? Yeah, there's. We definitely added it. I don't, I don't remember. It was, sounds uh, vaguely familiar. Anyway, so yeah. the takeaway. I mean, it just makes sense because it is what it is. But uh, yeah. I, how I describe it is, if someone were to fast forward to this sound clip of the episode and they could be left with one thing. What would you want them to be left with? And that can be like advice. It could be anything else. Uh, I think most people do advice, but mm. s- several people have not. So yeah. just whatever you want someone to be left with at the end of the episode, basically. 
And you, well, I'll cut down the thinking time. Right. So I'll cut it out. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, take go. your time. Here we go. Um, no, I, I got it. <laughs> right. yeah. Buckle in. Because I'm going to think about this. Some yeah. people don't know what the hell they want to yeah. say. No, I want to say um, if you've been putting off your last dentist appointment, especially multiple times, oh gosh, just I, go I, in. I, Especially if you don't have dental insurance because I don't either right. and I just really want to go to the dentist right. and you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. Right. Yeah. Okay, seriously. Oh man. I right. went to that's, the, a I, well, I that's a good takeaway. That's a good takeaway because I need to go to the dentist. Because Last uh, time I went to the dentist was like four years ago. Same. Maybe five years right. ago. It has been four years. I had cavities when I saw them. They were small cavities but they were like, hey, let's schedule a time to get this filled. And I don't Never went back. Right. So and, and sometimes, dude, if I eat certain candies, it hurts. Yeah, right. yeah. It, and it freaks God, me candy out. Candy is like, a young man's game. Yeah. Dude, I can, I can feel. And gobstoppers are my favorite candy, and I bite those fuckers. I bite gobstoppers. I just munch on them like they're fucking popcorn. That's crazy. Only serial killers bite on gobstoppers. Yeah. But I, 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 yeah, I can feel the cavities yeah, with dude. my tongue yeah. now. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Well, that was so, easily the most powerful takeaway yeah. that has wow. ever had. Had nothing to do with the creative process. I was hoping to do some kind of callback, but I was like. Right. No, 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 that was right. perfect. That's no, right. I gotta go. It really gotta affected go. me, and it'll affect everyone that listens to this. <laughs> I gotta get dental yeah. insurance right. so I can fill these motherfucking cavities <laughs> yeah, that I've had for five years. John, Usually, I mean, privileged people, piece of shit. I know, I'm, I'm an idiot for not going. Like, I just need to get it's cavities easy, filled. Dude. It's so easy. I know. Ah, you're, just just, you're making so much sense. <laughs> and just like everyone else's takeaway, they're fine takeaways. They're usually things like uh, fear doesn't have its place in improv or something like that. But I mean, your but your takeaway has just affected me. Affected me. Right. To my core. That will go down in the books. Right. Uh, and it even has books. like, you don't know what you got till it's gone, especially your teeth. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Uh, That's great. Do we have any plugs? Hey, do you have yeah. any plugs? Anything? Uh, uh, no. Don Bombs. <laughs> Don Bombs are like, we're rebuilding too. Cool. Or, I don't know. We're just spending a long time writing, but just look out because we'll we'll release. Is there like a link eventually? We'll, 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 yeah, throw, check us out. Throw oh, a yeah. link. Yeah, we check us out have, on Spotify. We might have played a song. Yeah. If there's a song you want us yeah. to play, we can play a song. Sure. So there will the have Don been Bombs. a song. It's Spotify. Don Bombs. Music. Anywhere you stream, we are there. Also, Dead Parrot Society. Yeah, Dead Parrot Society. Stuff's happening. Check out our shows. Oh, so upfront Theater. You're on Saturday. We, we didn't talk about yeah. that at yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's an interesting conversation, too. Yeah. Man. Well, you're, you're going to have to yeah. spend less time there now, right? Because yeah. you've got a lot going on. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't fully decided what I want to do yet. I need to talk to Chris, but like, yeah. what I want to do is if they end up wanting to call me up at the end of the session, I want to take a break basically mm-hmm. for the year. And if they don't, then I'll just re audition when I'm done school. Cool. So, got any plugs, Kevin? Got any uh, sweet projects uh, you're gonna start in San gonna Jose? I don't know. Pain prop. Already <laughs> happened. Yeah. Kevin Trev improv already, already happened. happened. Yeah. Brokebot. No recorded music. Nope. Um, I think I'm just gonna probably die after this. All I'm right, probably gonna cool. go to San Jose to Great. die. You know, be around right. my real friends way. and family who don't. Uh, take away my fucking microphones. All right, well, great. So I got to keep these microphones <laughs> guilt-free. I would have given them to you in the guilt-free. will. Guilt-free. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. All right. Uh, it thanks, Ruben. Time. It was a blast. Was Hit. Thank you. That. Also, fuck you. But <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Process. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, be sure to subscribe at soundcloud.com slash the process with John and Kevin, or just download it on any podcasting app. You can like us over at facebook.com slash the process with John Kevin. You can support us at patreon.com slash the process. You can follow us on Twitter at 
the process. No, the at process at, podcast. I almost yeah, got them just all. Just at process. Uh, Join us next week. Are we doing the a bonus episode? Yeah, there's gonna yeah, be a, with the uh, my sisters hanging with the Hoogerwurfs. I don't know. The first don't know episode. What it's be yeah, that's a great name for it. Uh, well, Lee Cox the is, Lee still Cox here. is here. All right, <laughs> apparently, uh, hanging with the Hoogerwurfs. Yeah, that's H and H. That's Emily next week. and Becca are on the show. That's next week. Check yep. it out. Bonus episode.